Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, offering insights and practices for spiritually, consciously living today. Here's your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Good morning and welcome to the Yoga Hour, where we talk about yoga in all its depth and breadth as a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living today. I am the the producer and the co-host of the show, Dr. Laurel Trujillo. And today our topic is prosperity and the spiritual life. I'm delighted to be joined today by Reverend Charles Taylor, who has been the senior minister at the Universal Truth Center in Miami Gardens, Florida, since 2016. He has been serving in that ministry since its inception in 1982 with its founder, Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin. The Universal Truth Center is a New Thought Christian church, which follows the philosophy of Charles Fillmore, co-founder of the Unity School of Christianity. Their website, where you can find out more about Reverend Charles and the Universal Truth Center, is utruthcenter.org. And for those in the area, Yogacharya O'Brien will be at UTC speaking for Sunday services and an afternoon workshop entitled Go Ahead and Shine, Prosperity, Fulfillment, and the Spiritually Awakened Life on Sunday, May 19th, just a couple of weeks. So if you're in the area, we hope you check that out. Welcome, Reverend Taylor. I'm delighted you could join me today on the Yoga Hour. Thank you. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me. So before we dive into our conversation about yeah. prosperity and the spiritual life, let's dive within just for a moment, just for a moment of centering before we begin. Oh. So let's begin right where we are, wherever we are, and just turn our attention to our bodies in space, feeling the surfaces that support us, feeling our muscles, our skeleton, just feeling within for a moment, and then turning our attention to our breath, and noticing as we take a, an inhale and exhale. Not trying to change the rhythm of our breathing, just following its natural flow. On the inhale, perhaps feeling the cool air entering the nostrils. And on the exhale, warm air flowing out. 
and imagining that as we inhale, with each inhale, we can dive within and open our hearts. And on the exhale, we can relax. On the inhale, diving within, opening our hearts. And on the exhale, relaxing. And in that moment, in our hearts, we touch the essence of our being. The one reality, one source, the substance of all that is. It's within us, between us and all around us. And just by being present and noticing, we can rest in this essence of our being. And then resting there, sometimes we may notice a thought or feeling that arises. And we realize we can just watch it. Watch it as it as arises and watch it as it passes away, resting in this peaceful essence of our being. Just being. Now let's take a moment to imagine that peace spreading within our bodies, each of our cells opening to it, just basking in that inner love and peace, allowing it to pervade the physical body, our emotional nature, every part of our consciousness. And then as we draw this meditative moment to a close, remembering that that peace is a portable peace, as Yogananda described it, a peace that we can take with us and share with everyone we meet. Once again, Reverend Charles Taylor, welcome to the Yoga Hour. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Mm. So as I mentioned in the introduction, you're the senior minister at the Universal Truth Center in Miami Gardens, Florida, and have served at UTC for many years and now Mm -hmm. are CEO and, and leading the ministry. So what originally drew you to this church? Well, what originally drew me to the church um, was I, I was part of uh, Les Brown's um, study group. Les Brown came down to Miami in the early 1980s and started a uh, study group. He was trained out of the Johnny Coleman the, uh, uh, Seminary. And um, I came down and started working with him, started attending his classes and so forth. And after a while, the study group 
uh, grew and became interested in being, becoming a church. And that's how we got started as a church. Um, I'll tell you more about that in, in, in a minute, by how I met Reverend Mary, but we, we grew into a church. But what, what originally attracted me even to his, his movement was the truth principles that he was teaching. Mm. Principles of empowerment, principles of uh, knowing that we can create our heaven and even our hell right here on earth. Mm. And his principle of um, just knowing that you can live a better life. That's what originally drew me to the church. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? When we find our spiritual home, there's a connection, yeah. you know, a real yeah. connection about um, yeah. something within us that we um, feel that we've been searching for, and then all of a sudden we feel like, ah, oh, you know, we can uh, we can rest here. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Because yeah. I, I um, I've been searching since I was a teenager. Uh, I, I grew up Baptist. But as a teenager, I, I broke away from the Baptist church and started attending a truth church, if you will, in Chicago, where mm-hmm. I'm from originally. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to college, after college, I was looking for another church. And when I came across Les Brown, I said, yep, this this is it. This is it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So on the website, uh, UTC's mission statement says uh, it's to empower people to develop their potential by awakening their divine nature. Mm-hmm. And the, the mission statement of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment gives a very similar statement based on the ancient teachings of yoga philosophy. It says, we are dedicated to spiritual awakening by fostering a presence of peace in the community, in the world, and in the hearts and minds of individuals. And spiritual awakening is, of course, the realization of our divine nature. So how does Universal Truth Center empower people to awaken to their divine nature? Well, we are primarily, we consider ourselves a teaching ministry. Mm. So we take the approach that education, uh, spiritual education, is the key to the unfolding of our souls. Uh, there's a scripture in uh, Hosea 4 and 6 that reminds us that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So we feel that uh, by educating people, which really is the process of drawing out of them their innate knowledge that they have already, uh, is the key to our soul's unfoldment. Uh, we've at least I, I I have discovered that we have bind ourselves to chains of of ignorance, and to be mm-hmm. ignorant just means you you don't know you don't know. And all of us, you know, to some degree, we are we have uh, some form of uh, ignorance. So education is the key to our empowerment, to our freedom, to us living the life that God has for us, and. In addition to education, we also uh, teach um, or support individuals to have uh, spiritual practices, such mm-hmm. as uh, affirmative prayer, contemplative meditation, of course, study of uh, principles, silence, solitude, uh, visioning, inquiry, and uh, just engage in spiritual practices to to kind of awaken your innate potential. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, and there are so many similarities, of course, to um, to the full practice of yoga, which some people, as you and I were chatting about earlier, some people really think of yoga just as the postures, you know, like it's a physical education, you know, yeah. uh, kind of a set of practices. But of course, meditation is very central, very central to to uh, yoga philosophy, and that you know realization of our you know true divine nature. Um, the kind, it's interesting you mentioned silence because mm-hmm. that is such an important, you know, part of uh, practice, um, which I think is even more important today with, uh, I kind of feel like the volume of our lives has been turned up, right? We're just yeah. sort of bombarded, yeah. you know, with information at every minute of the day and, right. uh, with to have some the, 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 practice yeah, of silence or appreciation yeah. of silence is so critical. It is. It is. Yes. Yes. We we we're bombarded with noise, as that with distractions on, on every end. So it, it's very important, especially first thing in the morning, last thing at night, to take time just to just to quiet your mind and just become centered in 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 the truth of who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So um, you were talking, and I, I mentioned in the um, introduction that uh, UTC's teachings come out of the unity, you know, principles, yeah. um, uni- unity's um, universal truth. So can you say a little bit more about that? Uh, what, from your perspective, are um, universal truths, realizing that that's probably could take the entire hour if we talked about it can. That. So yeah. Maybe just a peek. <laughs> okay, just a, well, you know, one one of our um foundational principle of truth is that uh, there's only one presence and one power in the universe mm-hmm. and that's God the good and when we talk about universal we're talking about that which can be applied uh with anyone at any time under any conditions. It's mm-hmm. it's not um, how can you say it? It mm-hmm. doesn't discriminate. Uh, mm-hmm. It is it, it can be applied by everyone, no matter your race, color, creed, nationality, economic status, and so forth. Universal truth or universal principles is is open to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yeah. And and the foundational principle of truth that we teach is is of course the principle of oneness. Right. That we all one. Right. That we are one with the one, and we are one with each other, and yes. and with that as our foundation, and guiding us, then our decisions, the way we treat each other, the way we talk talk to each other, should be guided by that principle of oneness. Indeed, and and yoga, the word yoga, you know, means union. And yes, really, is pointing to the same thing. And in the meditation that I led earlier. You know, just resting in that oneness, that connection, you know, that we all have with each other and with um, with uh, the manifest world, right? With uh, with um, yes. um, everything that we see, it's, uh, as I said, you know, within us, between us and all around us. Correct, so, correct. Right. And, and, and when we are consciously aware of that oneness, it should really guide how we treat each other, how we talk to each other, how we treat the mm-hmm. planet and so forth. Because... Um, we all want what I do to you. I do, I do to myself. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. 
So the founder of the church, or maybe one of the founders, I'm not sure, but <clears throat> Reverend Mary Tumpkin, you had mentioned you know, her earlier, and, and we at, at the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment knew Reverend Mary very well. Uh, she was a dear friend of our founder and spiritual director, Yogacharya O'Brien, and Reverend Mary had come to San Jose to the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment and spoken several times, and we all enjoyed her teaching and were very sad to hear of her passing in, in 2013. So can you tell us a little bit more about Reverend Mary? Is there a story about her that you'd like to share? Sure, sure. Yes, I uh, met Reverend Mary back in 1982. Like I said earlier, uh, Les Brown was doing a study group. And he came out of um, the Johnny Coleman uh, Seminary. Uh, and many individuals uh, within the study group wanted a church, but Les was not willing or not able to, to start a church. He wanted to just stay in with what he was doing. Mm. So Les went looking for someone who can perhaps uh, start a church and lead us uh, in, in being a church. And one day, uh, Les uh, introduced us to Reverend Mary. And at the time, Reverend Mary uh, was was a minister, and she was uh, doing ministry out, out of her home in her living room to a handful of people, individuals. And um, some of us went to uh, her service her, her, at, her, at, her, at, her, at her house, and um, we we loved her. You know, you say yes. This this is the one. So uh, Reverend then uh, Les introduced Reverend Mary to Reverend Johnny Coleman. Reverend Coleman came down and um, more more or less said yes. She's she's the one. Mm-hmm. And from there, we got started um, being a church. Uh, we got started with about 140 individuals, uh, including children. And that's, the rest that's is, an amazing beginning. That's a lot of people yeah. to have right at the beginning. I, I know Yogacharya O'Brien, when she started her ministry, she was talking about, you know, the first week, everybody came, everybody that she knew, and she probably had, I don't know, <laughs> 50 people or something. But then the second wow. week, there was only one person. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, gradually, of course, it built up. You know, I, I think she tells the story that, uh, you know, she was kind of shaken by that, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. uh, She's talking with this woman who came, you know, and saying, oh, I don't know, you know, if I should continue. And, and this uh, woman said, of course you should, you know, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and from that beginning, you know, we've grown and grown and grown. And, and now, you know, there's, uh, I don't know how many people pass through, maybe uh, 250 or so, 200, 250 on a weekly basis. So it's really right. you know, grown grown quite a bit. Yes, it has. Yeah, and, and uh, we, we started and um, we grew and at our peak, we average average about eight eight hundred per per weekend. Wow! Yeah, and at this time, yes, at this time we average about two hundred uh, mm-hmm. per weekend. And um, one one story in particular that that stands out in my mind at this time uh, with Reverend Mary is that uh, she she's known as a uh, Bible scholar. And we we even gave her the nickname uh, that she was a Bible thumping metaphysician. So, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. So um, one one Sunday in particular, she was teaching uh, about the importance of the Bible, 
and how the how the Bible is uh, uh, really our guidebook for for living a better life. And um, I mean, she was really going at it. And but she got to a point where she said, "But the Bible is not the Word of God. The Word mm-hmm. of God is in you. It's to reveal mm-hmm. truth that that that's, that lives in you, and then you have to you have to uh, prove it by living it." And then, just to take her point further, she slammed the Bible to the floor. Wow. Yeah, and that's, that was our reaction. Wow. I mean, <laughs> you could hear a pin drop. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, but to this day, you ask anybody about that Sunday, and everyone remembers it. Even my mm. mother was there. She was visiting from out of, out of town. And every time I go visit my mother, she she says, so what, uh, well, of course, she's Mary's made a transition, but when Mary was alive, she says, so, so how, how's your minister doing who threw the Bible on the floor, you know? Because my mother is still, still a Baptist. <laughs> so, <laughs> but Reverend Mary made her point was that the, the Bible, that we're not to worship the Bible, but we use the Bible as a guidebook for our lives. So that, that's one story in particular that really stands out uh, with me. Mm-hmm. And it strikes me about that story. It's such an important message is, um, you know, it's not going to church on Sunday. Or for those who don't go to church on Sunday, maybe it's not what you can, you know, do, what you can, you know, realize on the uh, in your meditation. It's what you can live, right? Mm-hmm. Living from that that's truth. That's what you can live. Yes, practical Christianity is 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 uh, is important for us. Right, taking it uh, for meditators, taking it off the mat and into the world. I love that. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Get off That's the what mat saying. And live, and live your life. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know such an important message. I think uh, because. You can see something, you can realize something, but if you can't live from that, um, mm-hmm. and, and obviously it takes a while to live into some of our deeper spiritual realizations. It's not like all of a it sudden, does. you know, you can, you know, walk out the door and have these amazing, perfect days, you know. Um, it's, a, it's a practice of, of, um, of self-study, which is yeah. one of the, you know, key yoga principles where we see ourselves maybe after we have a deeper realization in meditation, then we see ourselves in, in potentially a different way. And we might notice, <clears throat> might notice things that, <clears throat> excuse me, things that we didn't notice before, maybe about the way Correct. we treat people or, you know, maybe we're more thoughtful, you know, when we are, you know, maybe prone to gossip and mm-hmm. we're more aware of the hurt that, you know, may come out of that, of the harm that may come out of that. Um, and then it may take a while to actually, you know, live that. Mm-hmm. At least, yeah, at least that's yeah, been life, my experience. Yeah, it, it's been my experience too. And, and you know, uh, I saw, I read someplace where it says yoga, and of course, meditation. Any of our spiritual practices are perfect mirrors for us to see ourselves. You know, right. how how you do yoga, how, how you do your meditation practice, is a perfect reflection of how you do life. Right. So, right. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other, you know, one of the other uh, practices, the, the critical practices of yoga is self-discipline. 
So Mm -hmm. self-discipline to then, once we see something that is inconsistent with what we've experienced as our own higher truth, then to have the discipline, like the example I was giving about gossip, to really Mm -hmm. be aware. And maybe you want to say something about someone, but it's the self-discipline. And the the, uh, Sanskrit word for that is tapas. And why I really like that, why I wanted to mention it is, it has a it has a quality that word is also associated with burning and mm-hmm. that's what i've experienced right when i'm like realizing the potential harm you know from gossip and then i realize no i don't want to do that and then it's like Correct. burning right because you want to do it you want to do it you want to do it and it's mm-hmm. like burning mm-hmm. and you're saying no i'm not going <laughs> to say that i'm not going to say that i'm not going to say that anyway anyway yes. it's it's uh um it's been an experience for me to try and 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 see those to do the self discipline and then the self study. Correct. Yeah, and 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 I like to add one more. It takes courage. Yeah. To really um, to live in, into your truth, um, because um, uh, there's so much resistance out there to not living into your truth. So mm-hmm. it, it it really takes a lot of courage to step up and be who God is calling for you to be. And to and to live at the, from the highest and the best. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And then just briefly to finish that off, because we only have about another minute or so before the break. But um, the third principle, in addition to the um, the self discipline that I was mentioning, the self study, and then the third is surrender. Right. Surrender to God, surrender to God and to realize that maybe there's something that you have in mind that is not what necessarily what God has in mind. Right. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And we just got through teaching a series on surrender. And that's where um, life visioning comes in so that you can open yourself up to the life that God has for you. And that's really what Easter is about. We just got to celebrating Easter. Is getting to the point where Jesus got to, where He said, "Not my will, but Thine will be done." Mm. You know, to mm-hmm. to live the life, the life of God within you and as you. Mm-hmm. And with that, we've come to the end of this segment. You're listening to the Yoga Hour with our guest, Reverend Charles Taylor, the Senior Minister and CEO of the Universal Truth Center in Miami Gardens, Florida. You can find out more about Reverend Charles and more about the Universal Truth Center at utruthcenter.org. We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us at yogahour at unity.fm. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, producer and co-host of the Yoga Hour. When we come back from the break, we'll explore prosperity and the spiritual life. We'll be right back. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. Go to unityonlineradio.org 
and click on Donate to make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Wendy Craig Purcell, taken from a talk called The Plan Unfolds. One of the other aspects of helping to really identify a true new beginning is being willing to sit in deep questions and pay attention to your answers to those deep questions. Deep questions like, what does my soul really long to do and be? If I didn't have to worry about paying bills, what would I really want to do? I'm not suggesting that you drop the the real responsibilities of adulthood, but you can drop that from your process of questioning. What does my heart and soul long for? And what do I need to do to begin to build my life, more of my life, to look like that? To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 816-969-2000. Indian saint and mystic Kabir is quoted as saying, One drop of divine love can turn you to gold. Immerse yourself in the work of Kabir with acclaimed poet, author, and spiritual teacher Andrew Harvey in his book, Turn Me to Gold. 108 poems of Kabir. Andrew shares the powerful and timeless words of Kabir in a way that is accessible to all. With beautiful photography by Brett Hurd, this is a book you will turn to again and again. Available now at Amazon.com or Unity.org slash shop. Enroll in the Mystery School with Maggie Whitehouse every Monday at 2 p.m. Central. Based in the U.K., Maggie is a maverick priest, comedian, and writer that'll introduce you to all things mystical. Join in the conversation with some fascinating guests and explore topics like Kabbalah, the divine feminine, shamanism, and a lot more. Explore some new ideas and provocative topics, all delivered with a sense of humor. Check out our online schedule or get the podcast on demand here on unityonlineradio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, living the eternal way with your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, co-host of the show, and I'm here today with Reverend Charles Taylor, the Senior Minister and CEO of the Universal Truth Center in Miami Gardens, Florida. Yogacharya O'Brien will be speaking there in just a few weeks. So the title of our program today is Prosperity and the Spiritual Life. Yogacharya O'Brien has written a book, uh, The Jewel of Abundance, Finding Prosperity Through the Ancient Wisdom of Yoga. And one of her goals for the book is to dispel the notion that financial prosperity and the spiritual life are not compatible. For some people, there's a notion that in order to focus on our spirituality, we have to live an austere life, 
um, maybe go meditate and live in a cave or something like that. Uh, <laughs> so the ancient teachings of yoga tell us that it's important to enjoy our life and to thrive in all ways so that we can fulfill our potential. Yogacharya writes in the book, follow the impulse to prosper and become all that you truly are in your fullness. So how do you teach about this in, in your church, Reverend Charles? Yes. Well, uh, first of all, we we do feel that living a prosperous life is is uh, part of God's will for for every individual on the face of this earth that we shall, shall live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. And uh, I love a quote from Abraham Maslow, who who once said that um, if you plan on being anything less than you're capable of being, you would probably be unhappy all the days of your life. Mm. So we teach that uh, prosperity is really total well-being. Mm-hmm. It's, it's total well-being in all areas of your life. It's, it's the it's the um, uh, capacity to be the, your best and live live at your best at all times. And we teach that um, there are seven areas of your life that you should fo- focus on and uh, get in order. Uh, and they include your your mental, emotional unfoldment, your physical, relational, social, vocational, financial, and spiritual. And we feel that in order to live a balanced life, because prosperity also includes balance, that you should have these areas of your life uh, expressing at the highest and the best. And the reason being is because, you know, prosperity is necessary in all areas of your life so that you can be a fit channel, a fit channel for spirit, for God, universe, however you want to name it, to work through you and ask you so that you can be a beneficial presence on this planet and to play your part in helping helping to create a world that works for everyone. So prosperity is is, is not taboo, um, and especially with us, and and uh, I think it's uh, compatible with living a spiritual life. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And um, I love the the way that you described it. So, in um, for out of the Ve- the Vedas, there are these you know four goals of life, uh, which Yogacharya talks about in her book. But um, they are our purpose, our life purpose. Um, mm-hmm. And then the uh, prosperity, the financial prosperity, uh, enjoyment, and then liberation, you know, or freedom, you know, so those are the freedom, four, yeah. you know, the four goals. And, and what you were talking about, um, the ability to uh, live one's purpose, and that Maslow quote, you know, if we're not living our purpose, that we're not, we're, we're going to be unhappy, you know, every day of That's our it. life. Um, and then sometimes, you know, taking that plunge of, you know, moving towards our purpose, um, talking about the courage, you know, that you were talking about earlier, because it may involve changes. It may involve changes for us that are very frightening. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And and uh, a lot of people equate uh, money or material things with happiness. Right. And uh, really, uh, the two are not equal. Right. Happiness really comes out uh, out of you living and being all that you're capable of being, living mm-hmm. out your potential, and then mm-hmm. 
then the money or the things would be added to you. You know, I I love a quote from um, the Gospel of Matthew uh, thirty three that says, "Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all these things would be added to you." Mm-hmm. So uh, when we seek first, the way I, I interpret it, when we seek first to be to be that which God is calling for us to be, seek first to be. You know, who who, who do I have to be? Who 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 is God calling me to be uh, mm-hmm. at this moment in my life to live out my my purpose? And then from that state of beingness, you would be led at at a uh, intuitive level to do what's right to do for yourself and for all concerned. And mm-hmm. then the things that you need, the support you need, the individuals you need, the circumstances you need will come out of that state of being and doing what's right. Mm-hmm. And that's how you will be, uh, and that's how you will experience prosperity or total well-being. Not by that's going right. after the things first, you know, mm-hmm. thinking that if you, if you go go if you go after the things first, then that would make me be somebody. That's a, that's how a lot of people think, which I equate that with backwards thinking. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the other thing that I um, appreciated about what you just said is. Um, working towards a world that works for all, working towards the good of all. Um, yes. I think our um, when we really tap into our life purpose, it does have that aspect to it, right? We are um, making the world a better place. Uh, we mm-hmm. are, um, you know, fulfilling our, you know, part in that journey. Correct, correct. Yes, and I put a, I, I, this is the way I say it, live your soul, not your roles. And ah. in other words, discover your soul's purpose, which is based on your unique sect of gifts, talents, and abilities, and passions. You know, find out what's what's unique about you. You know, yes, we all one, but we also also we are unique expressions of God. Mm-hmm. You know, like a snowflake. All, all snowflakes are one in that they have the same elements, but they are unique in configuration so we all have our own unique shape or 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 way that we're showing up in the world and once you once once you discover that then you will be happy you will be prosperous you will have all the added things to you mm-hmm. the true wealth yes true wealth true, true wealth. wealth that doesn't come yes. from without but comes from Correct. within that's it that's it yeah yeah. So, um, why do you think teaching about uh, prosperity and abundance is important for our spiritual development? It's, I feel that it's important for our spiritual development because um, it's it's kind of hard to focus on your spiritual unfoldment or your spiritual development if your life is not together. Mm-hmm. Um, it 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 can become a distraction. You know, if if your physical health is not uh, up to par, if you will, it can become a distraction. If your relationships are 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 are, are out of whack, if you will, then mm-hmm. that could become a, a distraction. 
if you're not happy on your job, for example, uh, that too can become a distraction. And, and what it does, for, at least for me, it drains your energy, it drains your attention, where you cannot focus on your uh, potential. So right. it, it really behooves all of us to get our life together. And if that's, a way, if, if that's the way prosperity is showing up for you, then because prosperity is not just money. Prosperity is total well-being in all areas of your life world and affairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So um, Yogacharya in her book, The Jewel of Abundance, uh, writes that one of the first steps in realizing our true wealth is to be willing to thrive. We yeah. all think that if someone asked us if we would want to be successful in all ways, we'd say, of course, yes. Um, but then uh, sometimes there are fears that stop mm-hmm. us. We come up with questions like uh, fear of failure. You know, what happens if I don't succeed? Or um, what if what God intends for my life is not what I want for my life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um Yogacharya O'Brien's spiritual teacher, Roy Eugene Davis, said, there's an enlivening power that is nurturing the universe, and we can learn to cooperate with it. So what are your thoughts about how we can align with the, with the prospering flow of God? Uh, well, the, the way to align um, with the prospering flow of God is, I feel that the presence of God is, is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that means that the good of God is everywhere, the peace, the joy, the God of God is everywhere, is and is and is even uh, showing up, expressing right where we are, right where. So, the question that comes up for me is, okay, so what is blocking that flow? So awareness is is the key. Awareness is the key. We have to become aware of okay, what are the blocks within me that's preventing the the, the good that God is from fully expressing in my life world and affairs, and what principles and laws do I have to learn and align with to be in the flow of the good that God is? Mm-hmm. Yes, so. Awareness is the key. Education is the key, and and because I feel that we, uh, and generally don't know who we are, and we think we're separate and apart from from the good that God is, that right there is a is a block that prevents us from being in the flow of the good that God is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, and and. Uh... You know what you just said is is you know pretty much just what I was going to say next, which is uh, I was going to share this one um, uh, section of of uh, Yogacharya's book. Uh, there are no walls or borders in absolute reality. Nothing separates us from the one life expressing as all that is. To rely on our spiritual resources, we realize this unity. Spirit is our life. And nothing can separate us from that. Next, we admit that spirit is infinitely resourceful. No lack can exist in God. Then it is only an insight away to realize that this infinite, unlimited, creative power and unconditional love does not withhold resources. The nature of God is infinite, 
omnipresent and unconditional is not consistent with the notion of lack or holding back, which right. is pretty much just what you said before I said it. Correct. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, and all, all we have to do, you know, I, 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 um, I marvel at nature. I mean, if you just, just look at nature itself, it's, it's teeming with abundance. Right. I mean, just, 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 just consider how many different plants and trees and species of different plants and trees and animals they are just on this planet Earth. And then you mm-hmm. look at, look at the, the universe, the cosmos, just, just how many universes there, there are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just, it just blows your mind that it, this, this universe is just teeming with abundance. There's no shortage anywhere at any time. So we have to keep asking ourselves and, and, and participate in the spiritual practices that would put us in alignment with the abundance that already is. There's no absence anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great example. And also a, a good practice, I think, just to be in nature, you know, and to, uh, and to notice that, you know, to see Correct. the abundance that's right before our eyes. That's right. We, we yeah. live and move and have a, have a very being in it. That's right. Just, just wake up, open, open your eyes and see it. Right, right, exactly. So one of the principles of yoga practice that supports living an abundant life is the spiritual principle of non-stealing. This mm-hmm. is one of the 10 ethical principles that uh, yoga philosophy includes, so non-stealing. And this is actually where the title of her book comes from. And one of the core yogic scriptures, the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, says, one who is established in non-stealing experiences the jewel of abundance. Hmm. Yogacharya says, this is the basic, basic law of wealth. When we think that we don't have enough and we feel we need to take from others in some way mm-hmm. or to withhold what we have, it arises from the faulty idea of insufficiency. Generosity, yeah. of course, you know, comes comes out of this, you know, giving from our giving from our abundance. So mm-hmm. how do you teach about this principle? Yes, yes. I, and, and I love that principle that um, of non-stealing and um one of the ways that, that we teach it is, is of course, uh, is through the Ten, the Ten Commandments. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the Ten Commandments. And um, the Eighth Commandment uh, states that you should not seek something for nothing. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. Um, don't, seek, don't seek something for nothing. That, that's why I, I reinterpret it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and to me, this is based on the law of mind action. The law of mind action, which which demands that we pay for everything we get, so that's mm-hmm. what that's what this is pointing to. That we have to realize that you you're going to pay up front, or you're going to pay in the back end. Either which mm-hmm. way, you got to pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the law of compensation uh, says that there's no such thing as getting something for nothing. So mm-hmm. when we come into the awareness of this. Then we we will participate willingly, consciously, uh, with the law of giving and receiving, knowing that as I give, I shall receive. Mm. And the thing about it is, you have to give first before you know uh, you receive. Quick, quick story. I love the story. Uh, I'm sure you heard it before of um, priming the pump. 
mm-hmm. back in the day, uh, you, you have to, you, when you have to uh, prime the pump to get water, you know, the story goes that uh, a traveler comes upon a, 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 a water pump, and sitting on the pump is a glass of water with a note that says that uh, in order for you to get water, you got to pour this this water from this cup in, in, into the well and then prime it to get to get more water. Mm-hmm. And then before you leave, please fill the glass back up with with more water for the next person who comes behind you. Yeah. To me, that's a great metaphor for life. That uh, in order for you to receive, you got to give. And not only give for yourself, but you also have to think about others and ask yourself, what am I giving? What what am I leaving? What's the legacy I'm leaving for others to be able to live a better life? And that's one of the reasons why we have to really, when when it comes to non-stealing too, uh, think about the way we treat our planet. How mm-hmm. are what what legacy are we leaving for for the next generation? when it comes mm-hmm. to our planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we have been talking about the abundance of God, um, you know, that grace that is present, you know, that is uh, we can see around us in nature. And, you know, for me, this idea of stealing comes from really walking in that realization, you know, walking in yeah. that fullness, you know, uh, in this moment, all of my needs are met right? May we freely give to others um, as we receive from from God, um, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a different way of saying what you just said. (laughs) Um, Yes, because we we have to realize that we are really channels for the goodness of God to express through and as. And when, when we don't give, then we block the flow of, 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 of the goodness of God. And right. we're really blocking it from ourselves. You know, we really don't take from others. We take from, ourse- from, from ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other thing I was thinking about um, with this, you know, non-stealing principle is this idea of being happy for others in their abundance, yeah. you know, versus being jealous, you know, of what yeah, of what right. others yeah. have. And, Correct. Correct. Uh, you know, again, I think that's uh, self-study and, um, you know, and self-discipline. Um, you know, about that noticing, of course, you know, when we are feeling that way and then feeling our own fullness, you know, feeling mm-hmm. there, there's no need to try and belittle someone else's accomplishments or not be happy for them, you know, if you are really coming from that one source of true wealth. That's it. That's it. And again, all of this points back to the principle of oneness. What I desire for myself, I desire for you. And what's good for you is good for me, and there's no shortage of goodness anywhere at, at right. any time. <clears throat> that's no shortage. I mean, I think that's, um, you know, that's the one I think we all have to work on at times, you know, when, when it seems like in this moment um, that I don't have what I need. That's when people's, when it's, you know, your hand closes and, you know, holds on to something more tightly than it, than it needs to. Correct. Uh, Johnny Coleman used to tell us that you're one idea away from your good. One mm-hmm. idea. And that's what we have to focus on more and more, uh, where the uh, creativity of spirit and allow the creativity to show up and flow, flow through us and as us. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. I like that one idea away. That's great. Which shows the where the work needs to happen, right? Correct. It needs to happen within us. Yeah. Yeah. It's because we are fully, we are fully equipped with everything we need to live, to live a healthy, happy and prosperous life right here, right now. I, I liken it to a seed. A seed, any kind of seed you think of, contains everything that's needed for that seed to be what it is called to be. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with us. We contain within us, you could call it the God presence, the Christ presence, or um, life, or whatever. But contained within us is our full potential to be what God is calling for us to be. And the only difference between us and the seed is that we have the power of choice. We have to choose to be in alignment with what God has called for us to be. Mm, we have to choose that's every really day. beautiful. I love the seed. I love that seed yeah. analogy. That's great. Yes, yes. So, unbelievably, it's happened. It's passed so quickly, but we've only got about wow. two minutes left, and I want to be able to give you the last word. So as we close, what words of encouragement or inspiration would you like to leave with our listeners? Uh, the word that I would like to leave is enough. You mm-hmm. are enough. That contained within you is all that you need to live the life that God is calling for you to live. So just tap into it. Find a church or a study group some place that can help you, support you in waking up and growing up and showing up to be who God is calling for you to be. You are enough right here, right now. That is a great closing word, enough. And, you know, so reflective of what we've been talking about, about um, the abundance that surrounds us. And that uh, beautiful analogy that you gave of the seed to, to think about that and remember that for listeners, you know, that uh, just in the way that a seed has enough, that we also have enough. Yes, yes, so true. And thank you for inviting me. Uh, I want to thank uh, Ellen Grace for uh, extending this invitation to me. And I look forward to having her here in a couple of weeks. Yes, yes. Once again, uh, she's going to be at UTC on Sunday, May 19th, and she's going to be speaking at your Sunday services and also at an afternoon workshop entitled Go Ahead and Shine, Prosperity, Fulfillment, and the Spiritually Awakened Life. I love it. So. Yeah, I think that's going to be great. And I encourage any listeners who are uh, listening to this in um, this is uh, the beginning of May, May 2nd, uh, 2019, because some not everybody listens <laughs> right mm-hmm. away. Um, but uh, if you are, if you have heard this and it's before Sunday, May 19th, and you're in the Miami, Florida area, go ahead and head to UC, UTC in Miami yes. Gardens, Florida, Correct. which um, you have told me, Reverend Charles, is uh, one of the suburbs of Miami. Yes, yes, it is. And if you're in Palm Beach, or Fort Lauderdale, uh, please come on by and be with us on that Sunday, May 19th, or any Sunday. Thank you. Mm, That's great. You've been listening to The Yoga Hour. It's been my pleasure to share this time with you. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, co-host of the show, and we've been discussing prosperity and the spiritual life. 
Our guest has been Reverend Charles Taylor, the Senior Minister and CEO of the Universal Truth Center in Miami Gardens, Florida. You can find out more about Reverend Taylor in UTC. The website is utruthcenter.org. Thank you so much, Reverend Charles, for this conversation. I've really enjoyed getting to know you a bit and uh, hearing about your center. And I I look forward to uh, uh, hearing from Yogacharya O'Brien after she visits you on Sunday, May 19th. Thank you, Laura. And thank you for for hosting. And uh, it's been a wonderful conversation. Yes. Blessings to everyone. Yes. So Yogacharya O'Brien will also be offering a retreat at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 12th through the 17th, which also is coming right up. You can find out more about her speaking schedule on her author website, ellengraceobrien.com. And I will next be with you in two weeks on May 16th when I welcome Lori Hyland Robertson, editor of the International Association of Yoga Therapists publication, Yoga Therapy Today. We will be discussing the power of yoga for stress relief. The Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition, who welcomes people from all backgrounds who are seeking self and God realization, a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. I look forward to being with you again. Until then, remember, you carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and joy with all you meet. Bye now. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.